0: Welcome to Comedians Talking Sports, the podcast where Comedians Talk Sports. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Got a great one in store for you today. Today, my guest is Brooks Whelan, a very funny comedian who's been on Comedy Central, his own half hour on Comedy Central. He's been on Conan. He also did a year on SNL. For those of you who have been following the podcast, for those of you who are new to the podcast, I want to thank you for joining us uh, on this podcast myself as a stand-up comedian. I out sit down with other stand-up comedians. We talk about the wonderful world of sports. We get into sports culture, get into the X's and O's, we get into all of it, right? We have a good old time, and we also review 30 for 30 documentaries. Brooks chose a great one. He chose Chase and Titan about the Tyson-Holyfield rivalry, and it's pretty badass. Uh, I was pretty young when that was all going on, like mid-90s they first fought, I believe, late 90s. And, you know, I was a kid. I remember hearing about it in the background, I'm like, he did what? What happened? What's going on? But I did not know Half of it. 75% of this stuff was all new information to me. And it's really great. And if you're a boxing fan or just a sports fan, gentlemen, you're gonna love this documentary. Now, also, following up on the big news I announced on the podcast this past Sunday, we are on the Punch Drunk Comedy Network. Punchdrunk Comedy.com, Punch Sports, I should say. Punchdrunksports.com. Let me get that right. Uh, the guys at Punch Drunk are uh, Sam Tripoli, you know, led by him and these other great dudes, Ari Shafir. Got a whole network going. They're starting up a network. It's in its infancy. So it's going to be building. You have about 20 podcasts on there, Comedians Talking Sports being one of them. I highly encourage you to follow Punch Drunk Sports on Twitter. Give it a like on Facebook. That's Punch Drunk Sports there as well. And yeah, check out the other podcasts on there. There's some great ones, including the flagship, which is simply called Punch Drunk Sports. So they're building a sports comedy network, and it's going to be awesome. Really excited to be on board with those dudes. And we're going to have a good time. Um, thank you for checking out Comedians Talking Sports and enjoy the podcast. Brooks Whelan, how you doing,
1: buddy? I'm great. Never been better <laughs> in, my whole, in my
0: whole life. I fucking love you, man. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. You actually were in the background of a podcast I did with a buddy of ours, Maddie Ryan. Yeah. Chicago-based comedian. Yep. I,
1: was trying to, I was trying to get over a girl then. I just couldn't be alone. Um, <laughs> Quick backstory, uh, got back with her. She broke up with me again yesterday. So uh, that's great. I'm doing it's great. It's tough
0: in love, man. Love's no. tough. But yeah. I think you know you are doing great, though. You've been healthy about Because right when you told me that as we're walking into my place, and I said, oh, damn, that sucks, man. Can I get you a beer? And then you responded with, yes. But then after further thinking, you said, you know what? A water would be better. I'll work out later. Yeah. You're taking healthy steps there, Brooks.
1: Yeah, no. Last night, after we broke up, I think like the first time I would just like went on a bender. And the second time, I went on a bender. And then last night, I was like, well, I'm an idiot. I'm just going to. Clearly, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> uh, so I just... Uh, I just drank like two beers, watched the Olympics, and went to bed.
0: There you go. And the Olympics is what I wanted to lead off with you. Oh, great. Um, let's, let's get right into it, and then we're going to get to know you a little bit. You also chose a great 30 for 30 to review. I'm excited about that. Last night, uh, yesterday in the Olympics, it aired last night, though, here in Los Angeles. Michael Phelps got his revenge on um, the South African swimmer. LaCloy. LaCloy.
1: I watched it. Yeah, it was great, right? Yeah, it was great. I mean, the got, like, fourth. He didn't even meant place.
0: That's what I love so much about it. I am, I'm a big fan of—I like some friendly trash talk. I've always been a big fan of some—like, if they keep it lively, you yeah. know?
1: Oh, yeah, it makes sports great.
0: It makes it great. It makes it more fun. It kind of brings, like, a pro wrestling angle into it, especially something like swimming and something like the Olympics. Yeah. Where most of the people you think who are really good at swimmers are, like— Nerds. Nerds, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Everyone I knew on the swim team— we're, I mean, there's a couple cool guys, sure. but for the most part, it was like, all right, you're a swimmer. It's exercise, you know. Yeah, but those there's guys no those
1: guys have like what are the what, stretch Armstrong bodies? Like they—they do, they do, they look like weirdos. Aliens. They do. Yeah.
0: They do you ever do. see that warm-up Phelps does? Phelps does beforehand where he's on like the
1: yeah, and his arms go twice goes, around his body.
0: Yeah, he does like this. It is—it's rubber arm thing. Yeah. It kind of grosses me out. I like, mean, it's just like why he's the best. His body, they said, I remember watching this in 2008, his proportions are perfect for a swimmer's body. Like, they broke it down his wingspan. He's got a long-ass torso. Yeah,
1: he's won, I mean, it makes sense. He's won the most... He's won, like, 21 gold medals.
0: Yeah, he's a freak. And I, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of him. Some people are like, oh, he's kind of a douche and stuff like that. The, well, the reports the, of him being a douche are so minuscule compared yeah. to everyone else in professional sports.
1: Yeah, I mean, also, oh. he, he's the greatest... Like, Olympic athlete in the history of he is. the he's Olympics. The, yeah,
0: he's the greatest Olympian of all time. I think, you know, you're going to walk around with a little bit of a big head. Yeah. What's his big crime? I mean, he did get a DUI. That's bad. But who amongst us haven't? Oh, <laughs> right.
1: my gosh. I, who hasn't deserved
0: one? Who hasn't deserved That's That's really the point. Yeah. I remember I had a teacher in high school. I always bring this up whenever I think of DUIs because it was the first time anyone was dishonest. Our teacher in high school said, um, if life was fair, I'd have 10 DUIs. And yeah. we we couldn't comprehend that because we're like, oh, it's the first time someone has ever said if life was fair, bad things would have happened to me. Yeah. Because everyone always thinks if life was fair, I'd be a millionaire. You know, all that kind of bullshit. Sure, but yeah. this guy laid down the line and he was there. That's really a great point. You look like you have a swimmer's body. Uh, What are you, 6'4"? Sh-
1: I think I'm like 6'3", um, but I grew up in uh, t- like a little tiny town in Iowa. There's no swim team. no swimming in
0: Iowa. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's lakes. There's a few lakes, right? Sure, I like to swim. <laughs> But also, you know, you, you, I'm saying that because you look like you got kind of a... Are you long-legged or long torso?
1: I don't know what I am. I, I'm, a, I'm a gangly... Well, I need you to
0: figure it out, I'm Brooks.
1: a gangly <laughs> fucker. I, I'm a gangly guy.
0: I'm just saying if there's going to be a biopic for a swimmer, okay, I think you could do it. Oh, man. I think you could be like the guy on the swim team who's a little bit like... if you, It's the 4x4, four four, which sure America right. also retained gold in that yesterday. That's great. Phelps was the anchor. 4x4? Four, 4x400?
1: Four by four, four by
0: yeah, I was the long... They each go back... Twice. Oh, they that's jump, four they by go two. in. That's oh, four by two. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. The, uh, I, it wasn't a medley, it freestyle. I've
1: been um, putting all of my sadness into the Olympics. It's like I like the Olympics. So I just go, I like call up a buddy. Maybe I'll call you up tonight. And we'll, I just go over to public house and I watch the Olympics. I'd, uh,
0: I'd be down to do that.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. Like I work out, I try to do healthy things, and then I go have a few beers and watch the Olympics and go to bed. I like that. Like a That's to, a
0: healthy routine, man.
1: Yeah, it's like a way to, you know, kind of just like not, not, you know, focus on, uh, on, uh, A a breakup.
0: Although I'll say this, the sad stuff uh, in the Olympics will really pull your heartstrings. They give you some backstory on some people who grew up in poverty and everything. Yeah.
1: I mean, literally it was like, Hey, we can't talk for a long time. And then I went and watched some girl win a gold medal and they played the American anthem. And I like started crying and I was like, it's not from the anthem. (laughs) uh,
0: (laughs) People are in the bar going to be like, this drunk son of a bitch is really patriotic. I wasn't
1: even drunk. I was just, yeah. They're like, this guy really loves uh, America. I'm like, "Uh, uh, America's number one. <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything else.
0: I, I do love the backstory with the Olympics. I think that's what makes it pretty compelling in a lot of ways. Because, you know, you think of swimming, you think of some rich kid sport. But Phelps, actually, his dad took off when he was young. Yeah. Um, and then you get, I feel like every other gymnast has some crazy backstory. We discovered this a few weeks ago on the podcast where I talked about it. Dominique Mociano, remember her? 96 Olympics?
1: Oh, yeah. Her, like, Yeah, she divorced her family. Yeah, remember that? It was on like Real Sports where she had like a little sister that they had given up.
0: They gave her up because she was born with like no legs or something. They were just like, no, throw her in the trap. That's... The most heartbreaking shit to me. When I hear about, like, people give up kids for adoption all the time, and sometimes it makes sense. But when I hear a, a family that had money was like, we just don't want a daughter with no legs, that's weird. So we're going to yeah. get rid of her. Well,
1: they were like foreigners, and foreigners are weird. I'm, I'm a big Donald Trump supporter.
0: Well, yeah, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anyone who's ever talked to Brooks Whelan knows, yeah. he's down with I the Donald. I
1: love Donald, Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> Let's get some. Let's get some people out of here. You know, not just not let them in. Let's get them out. I want internment camps. I think let's go backwards. If you were
0: to put any ethnicity into an internment camp, what's the first one? Who does Brooks Wheelan lead off with? I
1: think white people deserve it the most. We got to be
0: more specific, though. I'm thinking. What are we thinking? Italian. Norwegian, uh, Irish. I'm not gonna I mean, get
1: racist about it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
0: I like how you're like I'm in foreign tournament camps and later I'm I'm not gonna get racist about it. Yeah, no, it was a joke. I I know you were doing I had over. that
1: joke about white people are like, we had a good run, you know? Uh and I, I my bit that never worked was like, Yeah, but I wasn't here for it. Like I've
0: often thought that yeah, too.
1: I wasn't here for it. I didn't get to enjoy any of it. Like
0: Me and you were like the straightest, whitest guys around. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes I like. I think I mean, we're both.
1: Not, I don't mean that. but no, if of course. It was a joke I would do on stage, and the crowd would be like, "Does he mean that?"
0: Well, like, I was doing. A, I was another bit that was bombing hard. I was trying to do a joke where I'm like, "If I were a minority, I wouldn't want equality. I would want supremacy. Fuck equality. Like we've been yeah. at the bottom for so long. I don't want things to be even. I want to. I want to shoot above.
1: That's a good idea. Like
0: that, But for some reason, whenever I say it, I feel like the crowd looks at me like, "What's the motive here, white guy?" Yeah. You're just too painfully white to really get a good yeah, point across without someone you know. being like, he's got an agenda there.
1: Yeah, I know. As white guys, we just got to talk about either being um, sad or just have good jokes.
0: Yes. I like the idea of having good jokes. You know what's getting really hacky? The comedians. I'm seeing a lot of white dude comedians talking about how much white dudes suck. And I'm like, dude, that's very uh, easy.
1: I don't do that. I just I talk, know you don't. I just talk about how... Um how bummed i am this has been a bum year of stand-up for brooks uh but what but it, it's, it's gonna it's, i feel uh, i feel like it's gonna come back up
0: i feel like you got a good fall coming your way a good I mean, autumn i mean football season's gonna be brooks season
1: yeah i got i can't it can't get worse
0: this <laughs> has become a sports comedy podcast turned in therapy session yeah for you, and i'm no, happy to be sure. there for you man no
1: no it's good i mean you just caught me on like a bad day uh, no but- it's too i appreciate you coming here uh, Take a time out of your day. I I like sports. I'll, I'll talk about sports. I'm not. I'll I'll be less sad in like a month. So it'll just be like a bummer month, and then I'll be like, ah, it's all right. No, so.
0: it's okay, man. I get down a lot, and I don't always deal with it in the healthiest ways. Right. But I feel like I can learn a thing or two from you because I know you. You know, you were just talking about going on benders and stuff like that. Yeah. Not only do I go out on benders, but I wouldn't show up to someone's podcast. Oh yeah. I wouldn't be like I'm going to go work out later. So at least you got. Yeah.
1: I just had an audition that was. I had to like fucking deal with that. And then I'm going I'm going to Alaska on Thursday to for my I turned thirty. So cool, uh, man. Gonna go to Alaska and camp. What's your birthday? August twenty first. Nice.
0: Oh, see one month later I turn thirty-two. So I'm two years and a month older than you. Well, there we go. So you should listen to my fucking advice. (laughs) I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. Um well here here's the thing for you. I think you're into nature and
1: yeah, I like um, to camp.
0: Here's a cool sports story for you that just broke yesterday. I was going to save it for Sunday because on Sundays on the podcast, I have Mike Bryan, side, a buddy of ours, and we, we recapped the week that wasn't baseball. I do two podcasts of this a week. And if you're listening from Punch Drunk Sports, thank you. Punch Drunk Sports is starting a sports comedy network, and we're now on that community talking oh, Sports. So thanks great. for checking it out. Yeah, it's fun. The Cubs have a backup infielder named Tommy Lastella who – about two weeks ago, they had to send down to the minors to make room for another player to come off the disabled list. They, he's having a really good year, Lestella, but he's right. a backup, and they sent him down because the other guy did have options, and it's a whole numbers game thing. Yeah, Listella was supposed to report to AAA Iowa, where the Des Moines Cubs play, as you know, being an Iowa native. Yes. He hasn't shown up. He's been in New Jersey the last two weeks, and it's becoming a whole thing where it's like, what is wrong with him? They finally got an interview with him yesterday. In the interview, he talked about how before the season started, he was thinking about retirement, but he feels his purpose is to play for the Cubs. And if he can't play for the Cubs, he's going to retire. Yeah. He's like, I, baseball is what I do by profession. It's not my identity. I am so much more than just a baseball player. If I'm going to play baseball, I want it to be just for the Cubs. Otherwise, I will do other things in my life. There's mo- He's very. The people are saying he's a Buddhist and things like that, although they have no real quotes from him saying that, but right. the people who know him are like, yeah, he's really an Eastern philosophy and everything. Um, I kind of respect it, but it's such a bizarre story to hear In regards to professional sports, you and I both know like artists and stuff who will run off and do things like that where it's like, man, he left all this money behind, but to hear an athlete do it, a little crazy, huh?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, does he have enough money? Does I
0: he... don't think he does. I mean, he's a backup. So I think his salary is like $450,000 a year, which, look, is a is a great salary. Don't get me wrong. Nothing right. to scoff at. But at the age of 27, he's 27 years old. That is not enough to just be like, hey, I'm you know.
1: Yeah, but some people don't give a shit about money. Maybe he just wants to go coach.
0: That's what know? I'm thinking, too, because I've seen all these people trash talking. him like, kids today and stuff like that. And I'm thinking... First of all, if you're listening and you're under the thought of fuck millennials and stuff like that, listen, you're kind of being a piece of shit. I really, there are things about millennials I can't stand, but one of the great things about millennials I feel like is they're no longer like, oh, I don't need to work 70 hours a fucking week. I could do things more efficiently. I could have yeah. more of a life. And so maybe he's at a point where he's like, hey, I saved up enough to buy a house in my hometown and I could go coach high school baseball and not have to deal with flying across the country all the time. And just because it's everyone else's dream to be a Major League Baseball player doesn't mean I have to follow, fall in line with that. Yeah. I no. kind of respect it in a weird way.
1: Yeah. I quit touring. Like, I just quit. I quit doing these long tours because, which was, you know, initially the goal. But I was like, this sucks.
0: Yeah. I, your life changes as you I was go like, along. I don't
1: care about the money. I do, like the money isn't what drives this. Like, I'm just doing this because I feel like I have to. And then once I realized I didn't have to, I stopped touring. And I've just been like,
0: have you been happier since?
1: Um, well, and in
0: that regard, I'm not talking back to you. No, your... I
1: know, I know, I know. Um, yes, because touring, I didn't mind touring when I was in that... It, the, my relationship used to be really positive, and I didn't mind touring when I was in that relationship because I would spend a lot of time writing her letters and stuff like that. And it was good, and we would just talk, and it was nice.
0: You were romantic, Brooks. That's yeah. That's what I like about you.
1: And then as soon as... We haven't been in this relationship for like a year now, and touring is so lonely then. Like, cause I got nobody to talk to. Sure. And, you know, it's just, and it's just like, I don't know. And I quit doing comedy clubs, so I got to promote it way harder. Um, and it just depends on if I'm in a good place in my life, I don't mind touring. But if I'm like trying to work through shit, I need to like be in the woods.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I got you, man. Uh, yeah. this why this story with Tommy Stella is interesting because, yeah, as a sports fan, as a guy who grew up playing baseball and wishing I could have been a professional baseball player, part of me is like, what an idiot. What's going on through his head? But as I've gotten older and, I, and you, you go, you know, going around the country doing stand up and meeting all sorts of different people, you realize, yeah, there are some people out there who just don't care about money. And that's fine, too. And the Cubs are in first place with or without this guy. So it's not yeah. like I'm that bummed. If it were Chris Bryant, the star of the team, was like, I just want to go hang out in the woods in New Jersey. I'd be a little bit like shit, you know, yeah. but. If this is what this guy wants to do,
1: yeah, they bumped him down. It's weird,
0: but hey, he got bumped down. He felt like I didn't deserve this. And furthermore, if I'm feeling all this, I probably, when he got sent down, he's like, this sucks. And didn't like the way that felt and the yeah. stress of it. And I was like, I don't want to go to Iowa. I don't, not that it's Iowa, but like, right. I don't want to no, go down to the Sticks and play AAA ball. Yeah. I'm a pro ball player. I belong here and uh, I kiss my ass. I'm going to go hang out in Jersey. That's the
1: way I kind of. I was on Saturday Night Live for a minute, and um, there was like a moment where I thought they might ask me to stay on as a writer. They didn't. They just released me. But I had this thought of like, if they bumped me from cast member to writer, would I stay? And I, in my head, I was like, no, I would go do my own thing. But that was, you know, I like, it feels kind of similar. Like, no, man, like, I you, to bump me down, that would, that's like, Why? But in you know, retrospect, it was never even an option. So, so yeah, I that's why I like sports on, and comedy. They kind of have that on, relationship. to yeah. it. In all honesty, it. I probably would have stayed and written because the lady I was seeing was working in New York. So out of
0: convenience, totally. But yeah. your heart wouldn't have been in it.
1: No, but that would have been nice to like, to to work at SNL and care less about it. Because when you're in the when I was oh, in the cast, true. I cared so much. And if you make me a writer. I don't really care anymore. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's my job. It's not like it's.
0: Yeah, uh, you're behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of nice now that I think about that.
1: Yeah, writing on the show, because I was a writer there for three weeks before they put me in the cast. And that was really fun. And it wasn't intense because, like, if I didn't get a sketch on, um, who knew? A good point. Yeah. But if you're in the cast and you don't get a sketch on, everyone's like, well, that guy must not be funny.
0: Yeah, they haven't seen you. They just yeah. see you at the end waving to people. They're like, the who's
1: end. that bummed out guy in the back?
0: <laughs> with the great beard. Man, you got a good, good haircut going too, man?
1: Uh, I guess. Sure. Did you I, dye
0: your hair or does it just go that way in the summer?
1: No, I just spent a few weeks in Europe on islands. Um, went to uh, a bunch of Greek islands and then Rome and then Croatia, which was rad, with a the, with the really cool lady who I like a lot.
0: That's great, man. Yeah. See, I, I like that. You got that cool adventurous side going for you, man. I just, I'm jealous that you could tan, you son of a bitch. I can't tan at all, man. Yeah. This is brutal. This is the this is the best I could do. Well, my good. My wife and in-laws went to there in town. They went to Malibu yesterday. And they're like, you want to go? And I'm like, no. And I didn't go. And then I kind of <laughs> thought, like, oh, they're going to think I'm like a party pooper. But then I thought, I'm like, no, I'm just... I like the beach at night. The beach at night is awesome. Sure. I love it. During the day, though, it's a whole ordeal for me. And I'm not a fan. I don't like to have to I hate being shirtless in public because I'm very pasty. I got kind of an incave chest, puffy nipples. It's not a good look. And like, you know, I don't want to be shirtless. I'm not gonna go in the water because I got salt water in my mouth once and it tasted terrible. It's also cold. Yeah, right. So you know, the Pacific's colder. And yeah, so I don't want to go through all that. And then I felt bad because it's like am I not participating in their group activity. But then I thought, I'm like, they don't like golf. What yeah. if I invited them all golfing and they'd be like, no, we don't want to go golfing. We don't like golf. Would I then think they're a bunch of assholes for not going golfing with me? Right. Right. It's got to be
1: both no, sides yeah. to it. Absolutely. Yeah. You're like, I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a day beach guy. I, yeah, I should start going to the beach more just because of so much free time. Like, and I just kind of hang out all day and then just like, I'll go for like a three mile run and then I'll be done and be like, oh, I guess i just go run again.
0: See, I could go running on the beach. I like drinking by the beach. I don't like having to take like my drink, shoes off. I like drinking by anywhere. Yeah, me too. I don't care.
1: You want to drink by this trash can? Yeah, it would be funny.
0: That's how I grew up, man, drinking forties in the alleys. We used to yeah. get King Cobra forty ounces. Yeah. From this place on Montrose and go into an alley and just pound them back. It was a dollar yeah. 40 ounces. You we can't would, beat that.
1: We would drink beer in cornfields. Like in like a band dark cornfields and we would just like hide and drink and then we'd just be drunk and be like, All right, what now? I don't know. <laughs>
0: That's see. That's what. That's whenever people talk about the difference between city and country. I'm like, at the end of the day, it's all the same shit. Yeah. It's like we oh, like we a drink truck. in alleys. You drink in cornfields. Is there really a huge and then difference? They
1: like, oh, all right. Well, mm, now we're just louder. Pretty much. Yeah.
0: I mean, we both did that when we were probably what 15, 16? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So uh, yeah, Michael Phelps, greatest Olympian of all time. I, I did like. I just like any story where it's it was like a comeback thing. Even though he didn't need a comeback. What I mean by that is he lost to Laclau. In LaCroix, right? Is that how you say it?
1: I think it's LaCloy, but I
0: LeClois. don't know. I think you're right. LaCloy. He lost to him in 2012 by like a fingertip. And Lacloy was kind of dancing around in front of him. You could tell Lacloy was trying to get in his head. Phelps comes back, destroys him. Yeah. And Phelps even kind of like, Phelps normally just does a fist pump, but this time he kind of did like a wave of the finger. You could tell he was a little more jacked up.
1: But is, is that his final singles event? I believe, I think Phelps might have one
0: more. Okay he has one more singles event
1: all right if that was his last singles event i would be like fuck yeah because i think
0: it should be his last i know because well what they aired yesterday they aired him winning the gold in that and then he won the gold in the relay and if i were him i'd be like what else do i have to prove
1: yeah but i mean just do it up man crank them crank up those numbers
0: yeah run up the score but at this point my dog is trying to kill a fly it would appear yeah get it holly Good, All right.
1: Good, good for you, Holly. She's,
0: she's done that before. She's, she's, a, she's jumped, out, she jumped midair and taken a fly right out of the sky.
1: Gold medal and fly getting.
0: Yeah, you guys hear her in the background? Can you hear that little pitter pet? Did you get it, Holly? Drop it, drop it. Don't eat it once you get it. Come on.
1: Eat it. It's protein. <laughs> Would fly be protein for a dog? I think it's protein for anybody.
0: Who knows? It probably is. All right. You grew up in Iowa, as we talked about. want to get to know you a little bit because you grew up playing one sport in particular.
1: Yeah. I grew up just wrestling.
0: Just wrestling. Yeah. Now, now Iowa, famously, the University of Iowa, uh, probably the greatest NCAA wrestling program. Is there anyone that tops them or come uh, close?
1: Yes. Oklahoma has like 30 national titles, but they're from like the 50s and 60s. Okay. And then Iowa has like... Mm, 23, maybe, and they're from the 80s, 90s, and the odds. So, so they're the more recent of our generation. Of last, but actually, the best team of the last four years is Penn State. I think they've won like five, four out of last five. Damn national titles.
0: Yeah, that's Dan Gable though. Dan Gable, yeah, he
1: was, I I mean, I think he won like 17 NCAA championships or something like that.
0: Yeah, he was a freak. I wrestled one year in high school, just my freshman year.
1: I mean, as a coach, he didn't personally. He he only won um, two. He lost his finals. Dan Gable's story is insane. He went undefeated in college and then lost his final NCAA wrestling championship. Match. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, but he said that that match is what drove him to um, dominate in the Worlds and the Olympics.
0: Okay, well then there you go. I mean, positive from a negative then.
1: Yeah, he was like, after that match, um, he's like, I would never, I would never wanted to feel that way again. I don't think he, he ever lost internationally or anything.
0: We watched He might it, have, but we, I don't think he did. I remember watching the documentary about him in freshman year of high school, because I wrestled freshman year, and our coach wanted us to watch it, and, you know, Dan Gable, and I, I liked wrestling enough, but I wasn't in love with it. And I knew I really only joined because I didn't make the basketball team. I just yeah. got a really good basketball team. I think a <laughs> lot of people joined wrestling because they that's didn't make the basketball really, that's team. That's really funny. And I, I was good friends with some of those guys, though. And I remained like a lot of, I hung out with mostly wrestlers, I think, throughout high school. Yeah. And odd bunch. Totally an odd bunch. Yeah. And I remember not like halfway through wrestling, halfway through freshman year wrestling, I knew I didn't want to keep doing it because. When I'd win a match, I didn't have that jacked-up feeling those guys did. I mostly had the feeling of, thank God that's over. Yeah, I want to shower and make sure I don't get Epitigo or Ringworm or all the other weird sure. shit that goes along with it. Sure. Did you ever, did you ever get Ringworm?
1: I think probably.
0: Your ears seem pretty cool. You didn't get any you didn't I don't, get drained my, at all?
1: My ears are fine. Um, I have really flexible ears. It's weird. Like I'll show you. Like, I, they're like oddly plastic like i can pull oh man out. yeah yeah
0: that looks you look like a wrestler now
1: but i can make it go away and
0: then it's, it looks totally normal
1: yeah and also i i wore headgear i would always lose a lot of weight uh i would drop weight so i would i taped my headgear up and would wear it all of the time in the wrestling room just so i would sweat more Ah, uh, uh, that's smart so i would just it would be like wearing like a stocking hat
0: yeah wrestling so your was your dad a wrestler
1: no, but my uncles were
0: uncles. Okay, because I noticed
1: my mom's brothers.
0: Okay, cool. I figured there had to be a connection because everyone I know who started wrestling young, it, they they come from a wrestling family more than any other sport. I feel like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's not. It's like a niche sport. It really is. Yeah, you know, except for in certain areas like Iowa and Pennsylvania and Ohio, like um, in Oklahoma. I don't know. Maybe working class, working class like. Um, states
0: definitely working class but did you so you wrestled all four years of high school
1: yeah i mean i started wrestling when i was probably six were you ever burnt out at any point yeah i got burnt out um probably from sixth grade through junior year and then my senior year i I was like oh shit i should fucking yeah i've been doing this my whole life and i and i trained all summer and got good again there you go um and like I never placed at the state tournament, but like I made it and then just had a, like an epic and like, like an epic fucking just, I ate it. It was so bad. I got uh, second at, in the state tournament when I was in fourth grade, which was cool.
0: Yeah, and, of course. And that
1: was like, that was the big, that was the highest any of my brothers ever placed at this like AAU tournament. So then I, I remember my parents were like, Oh, he's going to be the best one. Cause I was the youngest. And I was like, Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then I just kind of, and then I like, I got into like yo yoing and Pokemon. (laughs) I was like, I don't know, wrestling's kind of boring.
0: You know, I was at a yo yo competition. Yeah, yeah. At the park district a yo-yo competition. I think I, I think I took like third place or something like that. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, because I, I got the thing to go like four times in a row. But the two people who took second and third were like amazing.
1: Yeah, no, I think. And I, everyone
0: else was brutal. I
1: think I was like, I was trying to be the best in my school. I was like, I'll show everybody. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. I was kind of. Was it the
0: yo-yo ball that was pretty big at the time? Right? Where no, I had, a,
1: of, I had a decent yo-yo. I remember I was got it it a for, Duncan. No, it ah. was. I forget what it was, but I got it for Easter, and it was probably like fifty bucks, which for my family's. Like not poor, but like you know, to like to convince my dad to spend fifty dollars on the
0: a yo-yo. Eating, you know? <laughs> he's like, "What? It's a good papa, right there." Yeah, I had a friend, one of one of my best friends in high school. He was a, like a prodigy going into high school. In eighth grade, he took second in the state and sixteenth in the nation in a tournament. Sure. and everyone talked about him, and they're like, "He's he's going to wrestle maybe two meets on freshman. He's going to spend most time in varsity, and he did." But he hated yeah. it. He uh, hated wrestling. He was d- done with it. We were the same weight. So I knew when he was going to go bumped up to varsity, I was going to take over the freshman team at 152, 160. Yeah. And he, I remember one time, because he could kill anybody. He would, he would win. He'd pin people in 11 seconds on the freshman level. And then he went to varsity and he'd still win a lot on that.
1: Yeah. I See, I wrestled varsity all four years. I never all wrestled JV, which was, uh, I would have been. You know, I want his wrestle Varsity, but that's that's tough. You're 14, and I was wrestling. You know, 18 year olds. That's hard. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a difference right there. I mean, yeah. 14 to 18. I mean, that's, that's a lot of pubes, right? Yeah,
1: that's a, it's a big difference. Yeah,
0: totally. And I remember what I loved was because I was kind of lazy because I wasn't. I think the first time playing, first time doing wrestling, and I didn't want to cut weight at all because I want. You know, I was going to go play football, and I wanted to actually beef up for football. Right. And he would do a thing where he would just kind of like lock me in and we would just talk. And when the coach was going around, he'd be like, all right, pretend like you're trying to get out of it. And I would like flap my arms around, yeah. but I was really putting no effort into it. Yeah. And the coach would just kind of look at him like, don't go too easy on him now. Cause he knew the coach, we would just mess around, but he made it look like we were right. trying hard.
1: I had a couple of buddies on the team that uh, I wasn't allowed to practice with because we, um, we just dicked around. They knew
0: you'd horse around. Yeah. I love like, that one. Like, you cute.
1: guys can't, you guys can't. Practice together because you get too good of friends. Together. You have
0: one of those coaches saying, Are hey, you guys oh, horsing around over there? Playing like, a little grab ass? It
1: was my older brother was my coach. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So he knows.
0: Yeah. He knows which ones are your, bo- your boys so or not. like,
1: Don't, you can't practice with them. You have to practice with the other guys.
0: I was such a lazy asshole now that I remember it in wrestling. I remember one time we had to run around like the whole school. They were yeah. having this race, and the coach, I was like taking laps off and stuff like that. And at one point, I was hiding behind a locker, and I thought, 'Cause the coach like said, Who's fucking around? You know, he knew like yeah. a couple of people weren't racing and um or weren't doing their laps. And I kind of stood behind the locker and I waited an extra few minutes going, all right, there's no way he's there now. I think I waited long enough to like come out from hiding. Yeah. And right when I turned he was standing right there, I'm like, fuck Shit. it. I, and then of course I had to like race hundred more laps or whatever the hell bullshit yeah. it was. It was fun. I mean, I actually did win move of the year. They gave oh. away awards at the end of the year, I did a double leg train. Oh, that it was like a one of those Goldberg pro wrestler, you know, you know, spe- you know, it was a spear, basically, you know,
1: who the greatest wrestler in the world right now is Jordan Burroughs. He's in the Olympics. And that's his that's his move. He just like train freight train, double legs, everybody.
0: It's the best move. He's because-
1: arguably I was reading. He's um people are saying he's the best athlete in the Olympics.
0: I could see that. A lot of my friends who were wrestlers were fantastic athletes. But I mean, this guy this or they guy- couldn't. Real quick, not to cut you off. Right. They were either really good athletes, like in the sense that you're like, "All oh, right, this guy's strong. He's fast. He can jump. He's got agility and everything like that." Yeah. But for some reason, if you asked them to shoot a basketball, they looked horrible doing it. Yeah. You know, just different muscles, I guess.
1: I mean, I think I, th- I'm sure this guy could dunk. Like, I mean, it's insane. Like he, uh, his as Jordan Burroughs. He wrestled for Nebraska. He won the the 2011 world championships. Then he won the 2012 Olympics. He won the 2013 world championships. Then he fucking tore his uh, like MCL in the middle of the 2014 worlds to uh, a three time previous world champion uh, and ended up getting bronze. So, but then he comes back He wins the 2015 world championships. And now he's like, his records like 129 and two on the international level. And it's just like wow—he's the best, like uh, hands down, the best wrestler in the world right now. Which is rare for the United States to have a guy like that.
0: Yeah, what countries usually dominate? Romania is really good, right? Russia, and Russia, Russia, Russia always. always.
1: It's always like Russia. Um, but yeah, he would be—he's wrestling this year in the Olympics. He would be only the—he would be the fourth two-time Olympic gold medalist. Remember, they were talking for the United States.
0: Yes, yes. they were talking. What was it? The last in 2012, there was talks that they were going to cancel wrestling in the Olympics. They
1: did. They axed it, and then there was such an outcry they put it back in for 2020.
0: Because isn't wrestling? Whenever I think of Olympics, I think wrestling is like one of the original Olympic sports.
1: Yeah, I was just like so. Like as a wrestling fan, I was like fucking speed walking over like like what is truly like olympic. Yeah. When I do think
0: like great Olympians, think like Greece and you think Greco-Roman. That's
1: yeah. Even people who are like wrestling's gay like they're even they're like well i mean but it should be in the olympics of
0: course it should be in the olympics right i think the only people who say wrestling's gay are the people who are just like dude it's two dudes running around you know it's real high school sophomore material
1: yeah but you know it's weird as the guy who guys who used to be like wrestling's gay are probably the guys who like love ufc now oh totally it's the same it
0: it really is yeah because the guys i know who are great wrestlers are seeing the ufc is there that's what i could get into
1: yeah no exactly but i'm just saying like it's not it's not it's not gay it's just like like i don't know seeing who's stronger yeah it's, it's <laughs> only just, instead it's, of with just your arms it's like your whole body
0: yeah i i never thought the only thing that always made me uncomfortable about wrestling when i did do it was that, that i got scared into getting all those skin diseases sure i did and our, our wrestling mats were gross in my high school and, yeah. and, and and it's a really hard sport and i didn't like the fact that it was in the winter you know how winters are in Chicago. Oh,
1: man. Yeah, because I mean, I'm in from Iowa. You know,
0: it's the same temperature.
1: I, we would have morning practice and then night practice. There was like a few months where I wouldn't see the sun. Because yeah. I'd be in school and then I would be there resting in the morning and, and at night. And the sun goes down at like fucking four.
0: Yeah, because it goes down at like 4.30. That was the worst was my high school. like yeah, I would do the morning and night thing too. And I didn't have it was freshman year i did it so i couldn't i didn't have my driver's license yet none of my friends did really mm-hmm. i didn't live near a lot of my guys my friends who were on the wrestling team they were coming from different directions so i'd have to take the cta you know i'd take i'd have to get on a city bus at five thirty in the morning yeah when it's minus five degrees out freezing my ass off
1: yeah no that's no it fun it sucks I, I couldn't yeah. deal with that i just wanted to be like a state champ so i was like all in but if you're if you're just doing it to do a sport, no way. It's no, a yeah. hard sport. It's
0: such a hard sport. Yeah. But, you know, it was satisfying. I remember that when you would do something good, like when I hit that one double leg train where the coach specifically when he was giving out awards uh, said good. it was against York High School out in the suburbs. And I remember specifically because everyone had won their meet going in. We had like seven matches in a row we won. Yeah. And I was 0-1-1 going into that. It was only our second big meet. Oh, that's funny. And I'm like, okay, I'm new to this. I don't want to be the guy that breaks the losing streak. And it was a tough match going back and forth. And early in the third period, I just broke it down, and I nailed him. And right when I got the train, and I I got him in air a little bit, too, it was like, boom. I I heard everybody, people who weren't even cheering on my school. Because there was a good crowd going at that point. Everyone just went, oh, damn. You just heard everyone going nuts because I just nailed this kid. And then I got up and was able to pin him. Like with only like a minute left in the third. I think I would have won on points though at that point once I got the train. It was pretty close. Two periods I think we were like 11-11 or something like like that.
1: That sounds like the sloppiest uh, match of all time. It was pretty sloppy. 11-11 is very sloppy. It was
0: so sloppy. And at one point I got accused of biting him, which I did (laughs) not do. What happened was he put his <laughs> arm he did, like a, he did like a he did like an arm bar across my face,, yeah. and my mouth happened to be open, yeah, everybody and I'm like, I didn't bite what
1: everybody the- was wearing mouth guards when by the time I came up,
0: yeah, it was very sloppy. nobody was really wearing mouth I mean this would have been two thousand yeah, I was freshman 99, it was pretty it was pretty new yeah, everybody
1: yeah. started wearing mouth guards so that they could be like, "I didn't fucking bite them. I had a mouth guard on
0: yeah. I definitely didn't bite him, but although one of my buddies did tell me once, he goes, "If you ever feel like you're about to get pinned, you do whatever the fuck it takes not to get pinned. Right. You scratch, you butt, you kick, you do whatever." And I'm like, "I don't want to be that guy." Yeah. He's like, well, "Do you want to get pinned by another man?" And I'm like, "No, I don't think I want to get pinned by another man either." Right. And then I was out for like two months. I only wrestled. I think my record on the freshman team was four and two. I was zero and one JV, and they had me wrestle one match on varsity. But get this, it was a it was a buy. Like I walked so out went. there, and they, yeah, I won. Oh, so I'm great. one and zero. I'm undefeated varsity record. I was told people. That's great. Yeah, it feels pretty my, good
1: I think my senior year I was like like I like 38 and four or something damn that was good four. yeah I was ranked like top like top 10 in the state and then I just choked so bad at that state tournament I just I, I lost my first match pretty close to the kid who ended up getting third did you get stuck did I get stuck yeah no it was close I think okay. it was like uh, I'd wrestled him before and had gone in like overtime and he'd won and so it was a close match and then uh, you have to wrestle again. You have to wrestle all the way back for third. And like, my brain was broken, which I just don't deal well with uh, a lot of things.
0: Most wrestlers I've met, I remember going to my buddies, because um, I stopped wrestling after that, but I was still friends with all those guys. Senior year, I remember going to one of the wrestling events, and my buddy lost a real tough one. And I, I think I said something like, dude, it's all right. And right before I could even give him condolences, he was like, fuck you. He just, he was, yeah. he lost his shit. I mean, and my, my buddy freshman year, the one that I was telling you that was good, like a prodigy going in, he was second in state, 16th nation, and yeah. eighth grader. He lost in the conference championship. He had rolled everybody. He, just, he got like he just tripped up and was pinned. And when he got up, I thought he was going to punch the ref. He looked like a psycho. He ended up going out into the hallway of this high school. It wasn't our high school. They had those folded up uh, lunch tables. Yeah. He ended up punching one and then he like, broke it in two pieces with his fist. He, ended up, he had to go to the hospital. He broke his hand. That's insane. He was a psycho. He stopped yeah. wrestling for that though. He never wrestled again. Oof. It was freshman year and that was he was done.
1: Yeah. I, so I lost that match, realized like my whole dream, my whole life, was to be a state champion. And then, uh, then you have to. I had to wrestle like a half hour later to try to get third, and it was against a kid who wasn't that good at all. And um, I think I lost. I got tech fault. That's how Ooh. out of it I, I lost like sixteen to one. And I don't think I'd been tech fault in like eleven years. I was just like mentally out of it. And then I remember I just like threw my wrestling shoes in a trash can and never wrestled. Well, that's not true. I wrestled in college. Like, the University of Iowa. I went to the University of Iowa, and they have intramurals. Oh, you wrestle for the murals? And it's it's fun. It's just a big intramural tournament. It's at the University of Iowa. So there's a lot of wrestlers who go there who don't wrestle for the team because the team is one of the top teams in the yeah, nation. Yeah, stacked. So it was really fun. It was, like, a huge tournament freshman year. I remember I won it. Like, it was, like, like there's probably, like, 40 kids in a tournament, and I won. I got first, and I was like, holy shit. I was like, holy shit, yeah. Like, um, I'm going to win this four years in a row. And then I remember the second year... I got second and I was like way more tired. And then by the third year, I was just like, I don't even want to do that. Anymore. I've been like, who cares about wrestling? Like, and then uh, I think I just won a couple matches and lost. And then my senior year, I got pinned in like 15 seconds. I realized like, oh, the freshmen are in shape. And then, by the time you're a senior, you've been just drinking beer for four years, pretty you're much like, right, and you're also like, "What the fuck is the point of this? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be here,
0: yeah, when you're a kid, yeah, when you're a freshman, you still have like
1: you still have that drive, it's like got a little
0: bit of the high school body too, yeah yeah, you're like, totally
1: yeah, that's exactly why like all the freshmen were like just winnings because it was like you guys just got done wrestling, like and I'm like, I just got done like eating, yeah, for like a year, <laughs> yeah.
0: And doing drugs and having a good time.
1: Yeah. Totally. Uh Yeah, man. It's uh,
0: it's definitely a sport, too. Uh, back to what you were saying when you lost in that state tournament. If, you're, if your life life is sucked out of you, like yeah. it was after that loss, that is not a fun sport to be in. No. Because it's so much adrenaline in such a short period of time,
1: yeah. two-minute periods. I mean, ah. It's like why I got into comedy. Like, my whole life was based on wrestling. And then I went to college, and I didn't have a purpose. And, um... So then my purpose became to become a really great comedian. Like I was like, I'll put all the energy I ever put into wrestling into comedy. That's great. Yeah. And it it
0: takes that type of commitment, too.
1: Yeah, it takes an insane amount of... Were you
0: the funny kid, like, in school?
1: Yeah. I was always dicking around. I mean, yeah, I was dicking around. I can
0: see you being a little bit of a prankster.
1: Uh, I started writing jokes in like sixth grade, I think. Wow, I, really? I was like, I don't want to be a stand up. I don't, don't want to do stand up. So I think I started writing jokes in sixth grade.
0: I started writing jokes a little bit in high school, but then I didn't think about it for a little bit. And then two years into college, it, I, I, I wanted to do it again. Yeah. Like in high school, I wrote down a few jokes, but I never really. I actually, what I wanted to do was this I wanted to do, have my own sports radio show. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was really. I, well, you did it. Because my dad worked on the South Side. And after my parents divorced, I would go to work with my dad with the Chicago Park District. So it was great. Being a kid, when your dad working for the park, i could just play sports all day long and shoot around in the gym, do whatever I wanted. And he worked from like 1 to 9. And then at 9 o'clock at night, we would drive back. And it was a cool drive because you'd go through downtown Chicago every day, just yeah. you know, cause from the south side up to the northwest side. And he'd have sports radio on. And I was just like, this is awesome. And there'd be times when I'd be like home during the week after a Cubs game. I'm like, I'm going to go turn on the radio and hear what they have to say about the game I just watched, which is such a nerdy thing to do. Yeah, it's fun. It was fun, but it was weird. I was, like, the only kid who I would talk about. I'm like, did you guys listen to the latest Boris and Bernstein or whatever where the big guys were at the time? Yeah. And my friends were like, "Nah, dude, we have cable. Um, anyway, all right, so you mentioned Rusty, You mentioned UFC. Do you think – are you a UFC guy? you a fan?
1: I like UFC. I hate the fans.
0: You, you know? hate, the, I hate the culture. You hate the monster energy crew?
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, but I, I understand – Can't sp- blame you for I that. I understand the sport. Um, I don't watch it, uh, but – I I have no I have no ill will towards the sport. I just don't like that that sport has created like guys who've been in two bar fights think they can get into the UFC. You yeah, know I mean? like, I'm yeah. Just, I'm annoyed with the uh, low low level UFC. The low level like I'm I'm like an MMA guy. I'm like, are you? Did you do anything in high school or did you just stick around?
0: I agree with you there. That is the one uh, probably the worst part of that sport. I mean, a lot of sports have an ugly. Least lowest lowest common denominator. But I think right. like the lowest common denominator for UFC is really bad.
1: Yeah, because like in the NFL, they have shitty fans, but those shitty fans at least know like I can't play in the NFL. Yeah. UFC shitty fans think like oh, I'm, a, I'm a fucking
0: bad. Oh, I could beat the shit of that guy. He yeah. weighs 170 pounds. Yeah. I weigh 170 pounds. I could. Yeah, nah, it's, That's, yeah it's like one of the few
1: sports where the fans like are like. I'm going to get into this. You know, I'm like, don't. You can't.
0: Any story where a fan tries to fight one of these guys, which every now and then you'll hear of, even if it's like a low level guy, it's like, yeah, I was at a bar and some jerk off thought he could fight me. And then they get their asses handed to him. I love it. It's like my favorite stories. It's almost like when you hear about a lion mauling one of those guys who were trying to hunt them. Favorite stories. Oh my God. Those are the best.
1: I'm a big, uh, I'm a big game hunter fan though. I think Cecil the lion deserved it.
0: You know, he might've, but Harambe. Nah, that kid was trying to kill himself. That was a suicide attempt.
1: The gorilla? Yeah, and they no, killed the kill gorilla. No, I the gorilla. I'm Donald Trump forever, man. I like his sons more than him.
0: His sons are going to make great uh, kings one day. Because by then, we'll be a monarch.
1: His sons, man. Jesus, dude. Just that, everything about big game hunting is... I have a joke about, like... I'm never surprised when I find out someone's a big game hunter because their Oakley sunglasses already gave it away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: there is. They're always wearing Oakley sunglasses. They're always wearing
1: Oakleys, and they're always
0: wearing the worst Dockers I've ever seen. I'm like, even when you go... pants. Yeah, but you could tell these aren't like the good ones. They're not like the dude in Jurassic Park where you're like, hey, that guy could rock a cargo short.
1: Yeah, guess what, man? Big game hunters aren't really socially aware.
0: Yeah, typically they're not. Yeah, that's why we found out the one was a dentist, for God's sakes. Talk about a hated profession. All right, well, I wanted to go into that. That's why I asked about the UFC, because I usually, when I talk to wrestling guys or UFC guys, boxing inevitably comes up in the conversation. You chose the documentary Chasing Tyson to review the 30 for 30, which was a great pick. I watched it just a few hours ago. So good. Loved it. So good. So much of that I didn't really know at the time, because no we were both idea. too young.
1: Yeah, Vander Holyfield is the coolest guy of all time. Yeah, he
0: was everything. To me, I, at one point, they're talking to someone in the press on like a Larry King-type show, and he's like, look, uh, Evander Holyfield, he's a nice guy. He's this, but it's just he's boring. He's not what you want to talk about. Um, yeah. I think it was Ted Koppel or somebody. He's like, yeah, so you need to be more bad for the press to like, Yeah, he could do all these great things and get a line in the press where Mike Tyson could fart and it gets like three paragraphs in a column. Yeah, he you know, Evander Holyfield was essentially Tim Duncan of boxing. He was very, he was technical. He did things right. He rarely got knockouts, but he was really good and consistent much like Tim Duncan, like, you know, a yeah. guy who was just he's the missionary position of his sport, just very like, all right, it gets the job done. Yeah. But there's just nothing sexy about him. Which sucks because he really was great. And he he didn't really start to get noticed in the epilogue of the documentary, they still mention how the most famous thing he's known for is getting Mike Tyson bit his ear. Yeah. Exactly. Not as the guy who's the only four-time champion ever in boxing history.
1: Right. Yeah, no, it was it was insane, you know, and it was just it was crazy, you know, and so I, I I enjoyed just like the lore of Mike Tyson, like just how crazy he was, you know, just knocking everybody out. But uh,
0: he was a phenom. He was what, eighteen, nineteen? Yeah,
1: he's a crazy person.
0: Uh, a totally crazy person. <laughs>
1: I got, I was, yeah, I got a photo with him one time. There's like a few people I'll get photos with.
0: That's right. Cause and he, what he host SNL or he just popped in?
1: No, he, we did some, we did some game show um, called to tell the truth. That was uh, on okay. ABC. And I it was just like a panelist real quick. And he was on it. And I was like, uh, I don't ever do this, but I need a photo with you, sir. Um, and that was fun.
0: Does he, he, seemed cool or he, was he really, seem cool?
1: He was really nice. Yeah, he was like, so this is the funny guy, huh? How's it going? You know, yeah, he's, he's really, got that
0: weird voice. He's
1: really nice.
0: He's such a character. He'd yeah. tell people he's going to eat their children. Yeah. And then, so the whole thing, they're like, and Tyson was, he was just knocking people out, just killing people, dominating, or Holyfield's fights. He was winning, but they weren't knockouts. They weren't, you know, right. it was a lot of just outlasts and people had a lot of heart. And, and the whole buildup of the documentary is Holyfield, even though he was champion, still had to prove himself to Tyson. Yeah. You know, he became champion. And then Tyson got upset by Buster Douglas, which a lot of people still thought was that fix, what was going on with that. And then when they finally agreed to do Holyfield versus Tyson.
1: Tyson goes to jail. He
0: goes to jail for raping someone. Yeah. Which is horrible. And, and it was, you're glad he gets jail time because so many times these rich, famous athletes totally get away with it. Right. And then that, so that fight's in the back burner. And while he's in prison... Holyfield that develops a heart condition and they're thinking he's done. Yeah. That was the one weird part. They showed the religious aspect of Holyfield.
1: Yeah, that's pretty gnarly.
0: Yeah, you ever see those? I used to see those videos every now and then they show them on YouTube, but they usually overdub Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat music to them. Oh. Or it's one man. of those like the pastor is like hitting people and then they're falling down. Yeah. It's like the power of the of the Lord compels you and then he hits you and then he fell. Yeah. And they showed a video on Holyfield just laying on the floor of this mega church. Yeah. And he's like, your heart will be better. You will go see your ventricle. You know, he's saying all this like, stuff to him. And then Holyfield goes to a doctor. And he's like, they're saying I'm doing better. They're saying yeah. I'm doing better. And then he ends up boxing again.
1: And winning again. And winning again. Yeah.
0: It is crazy. And Don King, it just reminds me how much Don King ruined boxing and how all that stuff. Because UFC is so popular right now. Boxing's not at all. And I still really like boxing. Yeah. Because as much as I enjoy, I'll, I'll check out UFC. I'm trying to get more into it. I'll admit I'm a novice. Every time I watch like a really good fight, you'll see a guy randomly chuck a knee up in the air, catch his opponent wrong, and that guy's out. And it's like, okay, now he wins. I'm like, that guy was getting his ass kicked. He threw a foot up in the air, and now he gets to win. This is this yeah, sucks.
1: I saw I, somebody. I'm sure you like, don't see that in boxing. Somebody like, like Joe Rogan or some psycho, like UFC guy, uh, was like, uh, the better fighter in a UFC match will win like eight out of ten times, which yeah. is which is like. I guess that's sports, you know?
0: Yeah, that's true. I, and boxing is a 8 out of 10, though. I always thought boxing is a sweet science where, like, the better yeah. person just wins. And
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the way it is with wrestling. You know, you can have guys go undefeated in wrestling because they are just better, you know, and they don't get caught.
0: Yeah. UFC, you hear people say they get caught. When Conor McGregor lost to Nate Diaz, he was winning that whole first period. Nate turned around early, and he, he, McGregor made afterwards. He's like, oh, I took a shot. I got caught. And then when I got stuck in that chokehold, I, I knew, you know, he had to tap out.
1: Yeah, I know that that guy's crazy. Um, okay. He's fun. I love him.
0: Just because yeah. he's a dumb Mick.
1: No, no, no. I I don't <laughs> mind that guy at all. I think I was in I was in Tampa. Uh, we were shooting some movie and we had like the night off. So we I was like uh, the the other dude I was shooting it with was like we gotta go see this Conor McGregor fight. He was fighting somebody great and he knocked him out in like one second or something. Oh,
0: uh, I think it was when he was fighting Aldo.
1: Yeah. I, either way, I was just like oh, I like that guy. He Seems crazy. Yeah. He. That's what I kind of
0: like and i miss in a way in sports i like the people who are a little i know there's always some guys like oh they should act like they've been there they should act like they're this the end of the day they're getting paid shit tons of money to play a game yeah you think about it right i mean i guess boxing and ufc and wrestling you don't really think of as a game because it's so one-on-one and that's what like i never think of myself as a big boxing fan but whenever i watch a boxing movie i'm so into it and that whole documentary i was like really into it it's so good it's great and i really wish that sport would
1: come back yeah, I mean, you had a little bit with Pacquiao. Yeah, that's true. Your Pacquiao a, and Mayweather, and and also like those heavyweights. I don't think they swing like they used to swing, or something. I don't know what they, they look a to, little slower. It just like Tyson was just fucking. Just coming out like a I minute. Mean, remember that white guy that fought Tyson?
0: Oh, His, McNeely! he just came, <laughs>
1: he came sprinting he out. At
0: him. He ran into He's, Mike Tyson's
1: fist. Yeah, oh, that was that, that was, was like, embarrassing.
0: I do was, remember that at the time because everybody was just like this McNeely guy. They're they're giving him. He, he people are like he does not deserve this match. No. There's so many fighters that Tyson should be facing, and
1: he just like sprinted into Mike Tyson's uppercut.
0: Yeah, it was Tyson's first time back here. Kind of, he sprinted and yeah, it's like he looked like he was like
1: from the punch out game, uh, the the bull guy. Yeah, he totally looked like that. He looked like someone. He looked like Bald Bull, like his move of run right into you.
0: He looked like a kid playing a boxing video game, but didn't know how to use any of the buttons and <laughs> yeah. just ran in and just got decked. It was so sad, too, because you know at that time there were some people like, I bet McNeely could win, and you're like, you're just hoping he wins because he's white, right? You know in your heart this guy's going to get his ass kicked. Yeah. He's set up to get his ass kicked. That's yeah. how it goes. But no, it was a great documentary. I highly recommend it. Um, it, it does make me really a big fan of Holyfield.
1: Oh, my God, Holyfield comes out like the coolest person who's ever been alive. And I'm
0: glad the fans in those fights, because they, they bring it to the whole biting the ear thing. And Tyson has since humbled himself. In, 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 at the, least at in the that end. documentary. Yeah, at the documentary, they interview him at the end, and he's very like, Yo, Holyfield's one of the greatest. He's yeah, he's just, like, he all yeah. Stuff. You, can, I, can you do an impression of him?
1: Yeah. I he's can't... Like, he's like... You know, nobody's ever done, you know, Holyfield's better than me. He's the best fighter I've ever, you know, fought a lot of guys. Look at who Holyfield's beaten, you know. He's beaten everybody. He's, <laughs> he's one. Of, he deserves to be one of the best boxers of all time. I couldn't beat him. He's better than me. Like, Beautiful. You fight. nail it,
0: man. You know, I can't do it. I can't do anything where my voice has to go higher. Oh, yeah? I can do impressions where I have to go deeper, higher, not. I was talking on the last podcast. I tried to do an impression of a Mexican Dodgers fan, and I just felt like I was just getting really quiet. I'm like, tequila. Like I just get really quiet I yeah. can't do it I suck I at those
1: know. Mine is uh, yours. Mine is uh, You win my face bro Because I just went to the Dodgers game the I other day I could do that one yeah And there was so there, Listen there was, Paco
0: You know like it that It was
1: very Me and my friend were just talking And we walked around like a guy In mid conversation My friend was talking to me And the guy thought he was talking to him He was like Why don't you back up And I was like We're not even talking to you man This is nothing <laughs> This is zero to do with you Dude, they get they get jacked up, man.
0: Yeah, especially at Dodger games.
1: Yeah, it was the Dodgers lost 9-0, too. I mean, it was like I like the Dodgers because I live in LA, but I don't really care. I like the Kansas City Royals, um, but uh, which is cool. They're taking the season off.
0: And, um, <laughs> they got a lot of injuries. Yeah, those guys are resting right uh, now. But uh, getting the golf swings ready.
1: There was like a lot of home runs. It's hard not to cheer for a home run, even if you're there. You're like, I mean, that guy just hit a home run. Home that runs was, are fun. That was awesome.
0: You yeah. know, people dig the long ball. Yeah. All right, man. Well, dude, Brooks, anything you, you want to plug, man? Thanks for doing the podcast. Really appreciate you having uh, me on.
1: Nothing to plug. Hopefully, I don't get eaten by a bear in Alaska. Um, and uh, I guess I'm doing a tour of Florida, a small five-city tour of Florida, and I'm opening for John Oliver six nights in Washington, D.C. at the end of this month. Dude, that's awesome. It'll be fun.
0: That's really fun. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. Cool, man. Well, thanks. Uh, that's Brooks Whelan. I'm Joe Kilgallon. Thanks, for everyone, for checking out the podcast this has been comedians talking sports yeah sorry if i was a bummer no dude you were fantastic okay all right thank you cheer up bucko